Welcome to another episode of Living Your Sparked Second Half. Today's guests, I have two. I have two of my former students, now peer mentors. And if you're wondering what a peer mentor is, they are students who have done the work, had transformations, and are helping me in the second half spark school. And I invited them to join me this week since the Second Half Spark School is open for enrollment, only a few days. So if you are catching this late, then you missed it, but that's okay. We'll open again in early 2024 and you can get on the wait list. But we are going to talk today to Kim and Karen about them and what they do, how we met both uh, through just virtual stuff on the internet. And Kim was on my newsletter and she was already an author, uh, but she was a little stuck. She'll talk about why that was. And Karen had attended many of my free trainings and then finally realized she wasn't making the progress she wanted. And so she signed up and joined. And they have been, they've they've really had remarkable changes in their lives since they've been a part of the Second Half Spark School. And that's why I wanted, that's why they're peer mentors. And that's why I wanted to have them on today to share their stories. Uh, and Kim is a published author. She's just finished her 10th book and her books are amazing. Uh, and Karen has done lots of different things. Uh, and she's, the thing I love about Karen is that she is an experimenter and she's been doing, she started playing the ukulele. She had joined ukulele groups. She even created or joined a in-person group, which was really scary uh, that she did that. And then she has uh, become certified in chair yoga. She's going to start helping people in assisted living places uh, she's also started traveling and gotten over her fear of that. And she's gotten a new dog. She manifested a car. We talk about all the things that have changed in her life. Uh, and, and she's such a happier person. And Kim is living the life of a full-time author. No more accounting, no more working at the bank doing accountant work that really wasn't her passion and what she's so good at. Uh, and so, yeah, and they, they, we've become very good friends through the Second Half Spark School and the mentorship that, that, you know, they just basically help me support students. Uh, instead of just one of me, there's three of us. So as the uh, questions come up in the Facebook group, there, there, there's just people can help people. It's not just one person helping. When you do the work and you've learned the things that you learn, you, and that's something we talk about. You can go and help other people, uh, the people in your life, the people you haven't met yet, anyone, the people that you will be meeting, uh, because uh, life is is a journey of always meeting new people. And, and if you can learn new things to help other people, it helps us feel so valued. It helps us feel this level of satisfaction for being here in the world uh, that is unlike anything else. And so if anything, if you're contemplating joining the Second Half Spark School, think of how you can, by learning things that will help you, ultimately learn these things to help other people. And that is such a side benefit that people don't even realize that comes of it but it definitely comes of it 
with these two people. And so without further ado, here are Karen and Kim. Hi, I'm Lori Wright, also known as Not Your Average Grandma. I created this podcast as a place for women in their second half of life to go to to receive inspiration. If you are at a place where you believe your best days are behind you, it is my hope one of these episodes will spark you to think differently and lead you to a new belief that your second half may actually be your best half. I want you to stop seeing your age as a limitation and start seeing it as your superpower. You have years of experience and value that the younger you never had. So it's time to lean into that and use it to fuel your future. No more letting age or circumstances hold you back from the pursuit of a more fulfilling and fun life. The happier we are, the better the world will be. So instead of settling for what you don't want, how about going after what you do want? Listen in and let something you hear prompt you to take the first step in making the rest your best. Today on the podcast, I have two people that I've come to know very well. We started as strangers. I'll let them share each of their individual stories, but we've come to know each other very well and they play a special role with me in the Second Half Spark School. They are my, what I call peer mentors, and they are there to assist when people have questions and I'm not available because I'm not available 24 by seven. So they are students who have done the work and really understand and have seen a lot of the transformations happen because they've been with me for a while. So I'm excited to have them back and talk to them because I always love talking to them. So I have Kimberly Deedee and Karen Hill. Hello. Good morning. Hello. Hello. And we're kind of color coordinated. If you're on my YouTube channel, Karen pointed that out. She actually brings us together with a multicolor. And yes, we blend well. So let's start with you sharing who you are, where you live, just anything you want to share about yourself. And let's start. I'm just going left to right on my screen. Kim, why don't you start? Sure. Well, hello. Thanks for having me back, Lori. It's so nice to see you and Karen too. Uh, my name is Kim Didi or Kimberly Didi, whichever you prefer. I live in the Midwest in the United States. So I'm in the Fargo, North Dakota area. 57 years old. I'm a mother of three young adults and a grandmother of a one and a half year old. And I've been married for 34 years. And you, what do you do during your day? What I do now is very different from what I did when I first met Lori. And I like to give her credit for some of that. I am a full-time fiction writer. So I write women's fiction novels. And a lot of the themes of these novels are women at midlife and who are a little bit dissatisfied and wanting to try a new journey. And I just have so much fun writing them. In some cases, I feel like I'm writing my own story. I was a corporate employee for 33 years and um, left that behind almost exactly two years ago now. And so Lori was an important part of that journey. And I'm writing full time now. We only have 
one kid at home still, and she wasn't, but she graduated with her undergraduate degree last May. And now she's living at home because she's going to a graduate school locally. So we have, we were an empty nest and now we have one back under our roof again, but we love having her. Yes. But as we all know, the role changes. Yes. When they're young adults, they really don't want us doing the things that we used to do that filled our cup. First of all, Kim's books are amazing. So if you like to read books, she sent me when we first met, it was your first, I think, one. Mm -hmm. And so she was writing, but she was doing it in the cracks of her time because she was working full time in a job she wasn't real passionate about, but she was good at, which a lot of us do that. And so she sent it to me and I hadn't read fiction for so long and I had a desire to do that. And it's her first series. She does series books. So you, you get into one book and then it continues. And she just came out with her 10th one. So we'll definitely link up to Kim's website so you can read about it. But the thing I love about her books, it's like we're reading about friends of ours or ourselves. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that inspired me a lot in your first book was Renee, the character who ended up was very unhappy in a corporate job. She got laid off, which life does that to us, which is a, a kick in the pants to what we usually need to do. And then she started doing retreats. And I was like, oh, I want to do that. I want to do that. So that planted a seed. That was really a desire I had. So you can actually learn about yourself in these fiction characters and develop dreams that you didn't know you you had. So thanks for sharing. And we'll get back to you. All right, Karen, the what do we <laughs> want to call you? The perennial free training taker. <laughs> okay, I am, my name is Karen Hill. I live in Idaho Falls, Idaho. And um mother of six children, um, grandmother of 12. I am a widow of 16 years. I will be 64 next month. And so I have been retired for two years, almost two years. And like Lori said, I took the free training three different times. I kind of listened to it a fourth, but the first time I came across it was probably 2020, I think. During the pandemic, I was working at home. I did not like working at home at all. I did not like my job. And once we went back to the office, the dynamics just changed and I was extremely unhappy in my job. And I took the first training and it taught me just how to be more confident in myself. And I think that was the, the basis that made me start looking towards, is it time to change jobs? Is it time to retire? What will I do if I retire? So it just brought up so many questions and I didn't feel I was ready to move on until I figured out those things. So I took the next retraining and I wanted to work on being more positive and I took a third free training and then I realized that I there was hurdles I was not progressing on and I took the jump and signed up for the class and, and took both the Spark School and then the expanded Spark School. Yeah and so you guys are very different in terms of where you were when you joined. I would say that a lot of the people who come into the school have many questions about what they're here to do and what's next for them. And I think Kim had a really good idea of that. So she's a little bit different. And I think she joined just because we had developed a relationship because she came on my podcast as an author. And then I started asking her, well, why don't you do that full time? So she was like, well, I'm making all this money. And of course, I was doing that 
to making a lot of money in a corporate job that I hated and I dreaded. Sunday night, I started dreading my Monday morning. And so I don't think she was that bad as I was, but you start to question, why am I wasting my time doing something that doesn't light me up? Like the thing that I know lights me up. And so I think she was ready to be challenged as to why are you staying in this place that isn't making you happy? Why aren't you trusting your gut that you're going to be fine and that things will work out? So I like to, to point out those two differences because they're there. And if you're listening, you might be in Kim's spot where you, you're great at something, you have a love for it, but for some reason, you're just holding back. You're not going all in on it for some reason. And Kim has churned out so many books since she's retired. And so many people are being helped by her books. And she's able, she has more freedom, I guess. She has more freedom with her family, she, her grandson, she wouldn't spend as much time with. There's so many positives outside of the thing that we're just looking at is I can't do this because. So did you want to elaborate at all on that, Kim? Sure. You're right. I was getting, I mean, maybe bored is the right word with my corporate job. I knew I loved writing, but as I was also practical enough. I was an accountant, accountant during the day, writing fiction, making things up early morning, late at night when I wasn't working. But I mentioned the accounting part because I was a numbers person. I was very practical. But at the same time, I saw a lot of coworkers who were just coasting. And I did not want that to be me. I didn't want to coast for another 10 years or 12 years, 13 years, probably when I first met you, Lori. I knew that I would regret it if I stayed stuck. But I'd been feeling like that for a number of years, and I hadn't found the courage to leave and make the leap. I'm sure most of you have heard of the golden handcuffs. I felt like I was wearing them. My job provided a nice salary. It provided benefits for our family. My husband was self-employed. The benefits was an important aspect. I knew Lori had made the leap, and it was very unlike me. Unlike Karen, I didn't take the free training. I didn't see that. I just discovered Lori online. We emailed back and forth and then I was on her podcast. So we kind of developed the relationship in a different way. But that was enough for me to see that Lori had already done what I wanted to do. And so that's why I took a leap of faith and jumped right into joining the Spark School without even seeing any of her free training. And I I'm so happy I did that. And I feel like Lori set an example for me. And now I like to stay involved with the school, not only because I still get a ton of benefit from going through the classes and listening to special guests she brings in and everything, but also because I want to be able to set an example for other women that we're never too late to try something different. If I can go from being an accountant at a bank for 33 years to writing fiction novels that are all about family and friends and romance, it's not too late for anybody to do anything. And it doesn't have to be work-related. That's the other thing, Lori, that I think it's important to specify. Yeah, maybe I sell my books and I get paid a little bit, but I've found something that totally fills up my soul. And I feel like it's setting a really good example mm. for my young adult kids, 
for my husband. That work doesn't have to be so onerous. And it's just a really fun atmosphere to continue to grow within. And I don't think we're ever done growing either. Yeah. Yeah. I love that because the value, we just want to feel so valued, but it it comes from an internal place and everything you described is such an intrinsic. It's so internal, the, the satisfaction that you're receiving from the work you're doing and how you're showing up in the world. As this very lit up person. And And I just think mm -hmm. at our ages, we have so much to offer too. Yeah. And that isn't always recognized in the workforce these days. As we get older, sometimes we kind of get aged out or we get Mm -hmm. held down because they see some of the younger people have a lot more runway ahead of them and they get opportunities that maybe we don't get the opportunities anymore. Maybe we don't want those opportunities because we know what's all involved, but we still have so much to offer. And be that in a job or volunteer work or a hobby that we love, um, there's just so many ways we could be sparked. Yeah. Uh, And one of the things I love, and we talk a lot about this in the school, is manifesting and attracting what you want because a lot of people this age have kind of given up on that. Like that ship has sailed. And what's so funny is that we didn't even know this, but when I planned my retreat in Sedona and I told Kim, she had just written in your book that the girls, she had the, her new series is Better With Friends and it's about this group of friends and they've stayed together since they were very young and they get together and they did a girl's trip to Arizona And I think they were in Phoenix, right? Yeah, they they were in Arizona, but it was just crazy because we did your retreat in Sedona where I'd never been before. I absolutely loved it. And it was literally one week before I released that book. Yeah. But even when I announced it, you were like, oh, "Oh my God, we we had not talked. I didn't know she was writing that in her book. (laughs) It's so interesting how that was kind of an innate manifestation through what you do. Mm -hmm. So cool. All right. So question for you, Karen, is you talked about a few things that you were going through. I know life happens. And around the time that the first training, I know you were working and you had retired by the time you joined. Your mom also died. You had your caretaker for quite some time. So that takes us away. We put all ourselves into that. So do you recall if there was something specifically that triggered you? You said there's hurdles that I was facing that I wasn't able to go over on my own. Was it anything in particular you thought now's the time that you were like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I had retired and decided I needed to take the next step and just move on with expanding things I was doing. So I retired and I cleaned out my mom's house that was kind of behind me. And my focus was now becoming a grandma, which um, is a fun step, but not a full-time step. And I just needed to figure out what I wanted to see in my life going forward and who I wanted to be. Yeah, I think, and this is my view, and everybody has their own opinion, but my grandkids live out of town. So if they lived here, I might have a different opinion. But I, I never really want to be known as that's all I do. That's all I do. I mean, I would love to give them lots of value, but I wasn't a preschool teacher, nor would I ever want to be a preschool teacher. And I need to have other things in my life 
that fill me up? What is it that I would find value in? So I think somebody who likes to make Halloween costumes and somebody who likes to cut out arts and crafts, they'd probably love to be known as the grandma everybody wants to go to and and that's their purpose. So it's that thing that lights you up, how you show up in the world that we need to discover But that just wasn't what lit me up. And we're all different and we all have different personalities and we all have things that light us up. And a lot of us get to this age and we don't know what it is. I didn't know what it was. So I had to figure it out. And sometimes that's trial and error. But what I find also in the second half of Spark School is a lot of women are postponing retirement because they don't know what to do. And that says to me, they're postponing a, a life, a better life, a, a, a more sparked life. Because if they're on this fence about, well, I want to retire, I don't really want to be here anymore, but I don't know what's next. Therefore, I'm just going to stay here. And so that's the thing that I also want people to understand that don't be afraid of not knowing. It's okay to not know, but you should make a priority out of finding out what that is. So is there anything that comes up as I explain that, Karen? Because you said when you went back from COVID to your job that it was different. It sounded like you knew that it was time. So you didn't have that much of a lingering. Was there a period before COVID that you had this, I'm just going to hang on for a little while because I don't know what I'm going to do. Did you ever feel like that? I think all of my jobs have felt like that. (laughs) Well, Mm. I had a job four or five years ago that I really loved, and they closed down the office here. It was based out of Seattle, and they closed down my job and outsourced it to girls in other offices. And so then I I had to find a new job. And and I went into that job thinking, this will carry me through until I reach retirement age. But what happens is... There, there were so many questions about what age do you retire and what does the government require? And because I'm a widow, whose benefits do I get? And I couldn't get answers going through the Social Security office. There were just so many questions that I couldn't pinpoint the exact answers to. And I had to do a lot of legwork and figure that out and, and decide, can I retire at 62, which is the earliest that you can take out social security, but a lot of people work till 65 or 68 or, or even longer. And I felt very stuck in my job. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to move on and do something different, but finally spoke to the right person and got some answers that my social security would be based on his benefits, whether I retired at 62 or 65 or 68. I, took that opportunity to take that leap and go ahead and retire. And it just releases a lot of burdens to get those questions answered. And I know for most women, that's not an option. They have to go by their own work history and their own age. So my circumstances were a little bit different and I had to figure that out. And a lot of women might not know that you can have the spouse's benefits. So that is good to know that people have that option. So that might help someone. Let's bring everyone up to to the present moment. I want to start with Karen because Karen's done a couple of things that are I think are really fun. 
and she's exploring. And that's what I love about her and her lack of fear around. I mean, I think you have a little bit of fear because I know with the ukulele group thing, you were a little fearful, but yet she pushes through it because what she's learned is that what's on the other side is never what you think it's going to be, which is always, oh my God, I'm going to (laughs) die. Or this is going to be the worst thing ever. I I can't do this. So can you just share a little bit about what you've done in the past year or so that has been different than what you might have expected that you'd be doing at this age? Um, Well, I think the main thing is just looking forward and setting goals. And if they work out good, and if they don't, my first big goal was I was going to go to New York City. And it just didn't work out. All the plans fell through and I couldn't find the right people to go with me. And so I downsized and bought a new car. And my daughter and I went on a road trip and went to Arizona where my daughter lives in Phoenix. And so I did have a travel experience, but it wasn't the one that I had that wished for. But someday I'm going to get back to New York City. Yeah, it's just not here yet. The timing wasn't right for it. And then I just have had this desire to learn the ukulele and decided to take that leap and found a teacher and just have fun with it by myself. I made a couple of videos, put myself out there just to send to my children. That's just something I wanted to do for me. I took on this big project last year of digitizing all of my families, my mothers, my parents, slides, pictures. And that project is finished, but it took thousands of hours to put all of my family history together into digital format and put it all on jump drives and send it to my siblings so that they all had a copy of all of the family photos and videos. So that took up a lot of time last year. And just a week ago, I realized, oh, it's a new quarter. I don't have goals set. And and I went back and put into place some of the things I had learned along the way through through your course of, of setting goals and looking forward and looked at my vision board and picked something on there for a year. I've been going to paint my bedroom. And last week, I painted my bedroom. <laughs> and that was the first thing I did this quarter in, in setting my new 90-day goals. That's great. When you're focused, you end up being more productive because if we don't do that, we end up flailing and nobody wants to flail through life, right? She has a whole story and we can link up to a past episode because they've been on both before and shared more detail about some of the stuff. But Karen has a great manifestation story about her car. She had this old car. She kept convincing herself she didn't need a new car, but she had written down that she wanted a car. I don't know if you want to elaborate at all without going to the full story, but it was perfect. And we had a coaching call that helped you realize that you were sabotaging your own happiness, trying to be frugal and trying to be a little bit of a minimalist. But yet at the same time, it's, well, how's that working for you type of thing, right? The thing is, I knew that it was something I wanted to do. And I was asking other people their opinion on my thoughts rather than taking my own action and going with what I thought I was supposed to do. And I also feel very strongly that we get help from the universe. I feel like my parents and my husband helped me purchase a new car. And and I feel like that was a an inspirational gift. I felt a lot of inspiration on, on other things, other goals that I've set. And so I think in your training, you talk a lot about just different ways to look at things, different ways to look at the world and different practices that we can bring into our life and try. Things like being aware of 
of manifestations or inspiration or working with crystals or meditation or journaling, all those things. Everybody finds them helpful in different ways. And let me just say, some of this stuff, I keep hearing the term, I hear it from many different places, woo, and you say it as woo. I mean, some of these ideas, they're all energy. They're all things that are out there in the world, and we absorb them in different ways, whether it's inspirational or spiritual or... um, Or negative. Or negative. (laughs) (laughs) Which we're trying to reverse. That's the journey that, that I try to inspire people, walk towards the light (laughs) and walk towards the energetic field that serves you. And how do you do that? How do you make that energetic field one that's magnetized to the things you want, which a lot of people don't realize because they don't teach us in school. All right, Kim, the question I have, what have you learned about yourself along the way in the past couple of years? Yeah. Yeah. I've learned so many things. Probably the main thing is that for far too long, I let fear hold me back. Fear of the unknown, fear of what could go wrong. Um, And you've helped me learn to push beyond that. And life is so much better when we stop letting our fear hold us back. Sometimes it does take leaps of faith, but now I have a lot more confidence in myself and know that what's the worst that can happen? We can fix things if things go wrong. And I just, I know I was stuck for way too long, way too many years worrying about what could go wrong when really I should have been focusing on what could go right. Um, so that yeah. was, that's a big thing that that I've learned. And to not wait, to not, no one has to give us permission to do those things that we want to do. I used to think that was necessary. And some of the changes I've made over the last few years, maybe some of my family thought I was a little bit crazy to be doing them, but I made the changes and I've stuck with it. And now they can see that definitely was the right thing to do, but we couldn't know that in the beginning. So I've just learned that it's really important to take some chances and have faith in ourselves. We've been on this earth for a long time. We've learned a lot of valuable lessons and none of that's lost. We can take all those learnings, whether they were positive or difficult and apply them going forward. I love that. And what you made me think of is how it helps us as mentors to other people. And clearly that's your role that I've invited you to to help me with. But as parents, even though our kids don't need us as much, they still come to us for advice. And they're watching us. Yes. Yes. We are so much better. We live. Yeah. With what we have learned, what you all have learned, you just have this awareness as to what might be going on with other people and just be a better human that walks around the world with bigger love for people understanding why they think the way they do, which is science and the way the brain works. And we can offer any help and people don't have to take our advice or it's not advice though, because we come at it. What I've learned through the process, it's not about advice. It's about asking the right questions. And if you come at it with advice, it kind of comes across as, I know more than you. And 
the first thing I say to people when they come is, you have all the answers. Because the answers for me, just like I was saying, well, I could never be a preschool teacher, but there's some people that would like to be preschool teachers to their grandkids. And that makes them so happy, so sparked. That's what they want to do the rest of their life. That is perfect. That's their answer. That's not my answer for them. (laughs) And so we can help other people find their answers by learning what we learn through this, I think. Does that make sense? It does. It does. And Lori, another thing that I thought of too, while I was just putting a little bit of thought into what we talk about today ahead of time, I realized I used to feel so lonely. I felt so alone. I felt like I was the only one out there that was dissatisfied with my life. And through this process, through meeting all of you, not only have I made some amazing friends, but I realize so many people feel the same way we do. And we can help each other, like you say, by asking questions, by being empathetic, by understanding that everybody's situation is a little bit different, but there are still threads running through all our lives that we can relate to with each other. And it's just, it's so fun to not feel so lonely anymore. Yeah, we spend so much of our life comparing ourselves to other people and thinking we're less than or or maybe in some cases they're less than. And if you come at it from the judgment front, which it's all about being more critical of you than them, as we find out. And I only say that because I speak from the judgment space from experience. (laughs) And it's been one of my big challenges to overcome is always saying, "Okay, am I measuring up? And what happens What I've learned is I now know, I know it exists. I know it's ingrained in me from a very small child because of my dad, but I know and I can beat it down with a little fly swatter or an ant swatter, as we call it. We call them ants in in the second house sparkle, automated negative thoughts. And so when it comes up, I am aware, I'm consciously aware of the things that do not serve me. And I can quickly self-correct and ask myself better questions about, well, what triggered that and why am I acting like that? And yeah, so it's all, as one of you said earlier, we're a work in progress. We're a continual journey and the exploration. And that's why I always say it's a, an adventure. I like to call it an adventure because it's just a fun exploration as we navigate our time here on earth. So, Karen, what have you learned about yourself? Well, one thought I have is the world puts these mile markers on our lives. You got to be this by 40 and this by 50 and retire at 60, whatever. And those things can change. We hit those mile markers. And so many of us feel like our aim is to get to a place where we retire and then the world's going to just open up and all these magical things are going to happen. And I think for most women, you get to certain spots and you don't know what's next. There, there's so many choices that I think I, I never knew what retirement meant. I didn't know what it looked like to me. And so when I got there, it just came to a standstill because I didn't know what my options were, especially because earlier in my life, my retirement years were going to be based on my husband and his work schedule. And then we were going to do all these wonderful things together. And all of a sudden, 
I had to make those choices on my own. When he, after he passed away, I got so busy with working and providing for myself that all those things got put on hold. And just having a vision and looking forward and knowing how to just brainstorm what are our wishes that we're looking forward to and, and then making those things come to pass. There's so many options that it's just too bad that a lot of women between 50 and 70 just feel so stuck when there's so many options out there for us to choose from. I think the other thing too, as Kim was saying, the community, I think gaining insight from other people that are at where you are is so valuable. And it's something that is hard to measure. And and that's what's so cool about the way that it works where the groups come in together. Because I don't feel I could ever deliver what the school is if it was open all the time where you could just come in and get it when you needed it. Because coming in together, there's that energy. And then when somebody maybe falls behind in the work, they see the people who are doing the work actually getting results. And then it inspires them to get back at it, which you'd never have if you were doing it by yourself. And then the conversations that happen give this insight they wouldn't have had if they were dealing with the people in their lives that aren't going through the same thing. They don't have access to the same kind of people. So that came up for me when you were just saying that too. So I appreciate you being here. And I want to end just by quickly, tell me what is something that you are looking forward to doing that prior you probably would have never, ever considered doing. But now it's, oh, yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm excited about it. Are there any thoughts that come to mind for that? Kim, you want to start? I look forward to doing more travel than I expected I would want to do. And now having some time freedom and the work I'm choosing to do for what I kind of consider a second career, I can do that from anywhere. And even though I'm nervous to do some, and I've done some travel already since doing all this, I've gone to some writing conferences where I don't know a soul. But that doesn't hold me back anymore. I go and I intend to meet, even if it's one person I can connect with and learn. I look forward to doing more of that in the future, seeing more of this big, beautiful world. I knew I'd like the freedom from a time perspective, but I didn't realize how much I would love it. It's it's so nice not to be chained to a desk at a particular location for someone else's set time frames. It's just wonderful to have that freedom. Yeah, that's and great. Do, it's better than I expected. Yeah, and you can use a lot of it for research for your books, right? Absolutely. <laughs> I <laughs> love that. Me is thinking tax write-off. I have to yeah. do research. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're getting to go somewhere. And oh, the other thing that I I thought of this and forgot it is that you invited your sister-in-law to to do one of my free trainings. And she ended up coming in the second spark school and she's had quite the ride. I mean, she's she's, loving it. She is to the retreat. Yeah. I just love watching her blossom. Yes. She is a different person. So I love that. So Karen, what about you? I've realized that People are not as scary as you think. 
<laughs> so when I went to the retreat, that's the first time I've been to anything like that, where I went on my own and didn't know anybody except virtually. But everybody was, women of our age are all just the same. <laughs> we can all be friends like Kim's books. And there was just there was no fear. There was fear in traveling. But once we got there, everybody was just friends. And so travel is on my list of things to do as well. I've had a hard time figuring out who are my travel buddies. But some names have come to me recently of people who are about my same age who will be having more free time. And I also have an idea of something I can do part time in the future that I can help at with the retired community, the older assisted living people who need more exercise. I'm developing something I can do part-time to go in and help them do chair exercises. Yeah, so, she just got certified in chair yoga. <laughs> I love that. So, so exciting. Yeah, it was so much fun meeting you guys in person. I just have to say, we spent a lot of time on Zoom together, but there's just something about that physical contact. And it was funny because one of my other, she's kind of a part-time mentor. She mentored before, but she's so busy traveling that she doesn't have time to do the day-to-day -day mentoring. But when she and I flew together, because we happened to live closer to each other, and when we got off our flight, we were like, we have to meet up with Karen because we were all meeting at the airport. We tried to co coordinate all our, our flights and we had to meet up with Karen. And I went into the bathroom and she stayed outside. And dang it, if Karen's flight didn't come in three doors down from our gate. And I wanted to record everything. I wanted to get it on video so we'd have that memory etched in our mind. And, and I come out and Laura's already there with Karen. And I'm like, oh. Karen and hugged and everything, but we didn't get it recorded. So of course, when we went to go pick Kim up, Kim came a little bit later. We had gone to get lunch. We'd come back in the rental car. And I said, okay, re make sure you record, get your video out and your phone. And we get Kim and we're like, oh, I'm video. And we're hugging with Kim. And then we get in the car to leave. And we find out that Laura didn't video it. She hit the wrong button or something, which I've done before, so I can relate. But it was so funny because I didn't get that. Neither of those meetings that I was waiting for and wanted to record, it just wasn't meant to be, I guess. We did get a photo, though, because for some reason, when she thought she was video recording, she did grab a photo. So I had a photo of me opening the trunk of the car. But that was hilarious. And that's what happens when you get a bunch of women who are technologically challenged together, right? Or so excited and distracted, I guess, is the other reason that happens, right? That was funny. We got a lot of laughs out of that, didn't we? <laughs> we got a there lot of laughs. laughs in the whole weekend. I know. I know. We did. Exactly. It was just we the did. start of a lot of laughing. Yes. A lot of laughing. So thank you so much for being here and sharing your experiences. And I'll see you on the inside of school. All right. And we appreciate you, your insight to helping women. Thank and you. Thank you for sparking all of us. Thank you so much for tuning into the Living Your Spark second half podcast. If you'd like to watch my guest interviews, you can find the video version of this podcast on my Not Your Average Grandma YouTube channel. Also, you can check out what I have going on at the moment by going to my website at notyouraveragegrandma.com or find me on Instagram or Facebook at notyouraveragegrandma. 
If you like this episode, please mention it to a friend and don't forget to leave a review so I know the topics you like best and can bring you more of that content in upcoming episodes. Last but not least, remember to always listen to that inner voice that will never steer you wrong and make living from the most sparked place possible your biggest priority. When we do that, we make the world a better place.